But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. Antonio Prochias was born in Cuba in 1921. Early on, he showed an incredible flair for art. His father, who was a lawyer, didn't approve of his son's artistic ambitions. But Antonio was determined and worked at day jobs in order to buy art supplies so he could draw cartoons in the evenings. As he got older, 
several of his cartoons were published in Cuban newspapers and magazines. By the age of 25, Antonio Projias was named the top cartoonist in Cuba. But there was a lot of political turmoil in his home country in the late 50s. Projias was the editorial cartoonist for a newspaper in Havana and began to criticize Fidel Castro's communist policies. The government suspected he was working for the CIA. He was labeled a spy. So in 1960, Projias fled Cuba to the United States. A few days later, Castro took over the last of Cuba's free press. Projias knew no English when he arrived in New York. He worked a succession of blue-collar jobs by day and worked on a new cartoon idea by night. That cartoon was titled Spy vs. Spy. He wondered if Mad Magazine might be interested. So he took his 14-year-old daughter Marta along as a translator and walked into the Mad offices unannounced. He showed the editor Spy vs. Spy. Through his daughter, he told them that it was a satirical comment on the Cold War. Intelligence versus counterintelligence, skullduggery versus slapstick. One spy was dressed in black, the other in white. In each strip, the spies tried to annihilate each other in hilarious and ingenious ways. The editors hired him on the spot. The first Spy vs. Spy comic strip was published in Mad Magazine, issue number 60, in January of 1961. The comedic combat provided endless laughs for Mad Magazine readers, me included. Spy vs. Spy was my favorite part of the magazine. First, the spies had a unique look, beak-like faces under pointy hats in identical outfits that only differed in color. Second, we never knew what the feud was all about. Proheus never explained. And we never knew who was good and who was evil. Black got the better of white, and white outfoxed black just as often. Both had the ability to build any weapon, trap, or crazy contraption to defeat the other, which usually ended in humorous catastrophe. The cartoons themselves were masterful in their simplicity. One showed Black eavesdropping on White, who is apparently tapping out Morse code messages over the radio. So Black gets a pencil and paper and starts copying everything down, except the message is so long and so fast that he becomes buried in paper. That's when White opens the door to reveal he had a woodpecker tapping on a log, just to mess with Black. Simple and hilarious. Each cartoon strip was, appropriately, in black and white. And probably due to the fact Proheus didn't speak English, Spy vs. Spy was always wordless. And therein lies its genius. Speaking of Morse code, Antonio Proheus put a subtle dot and dash Morse code under the Spy vs. Spy title in every single cartoon. Deciphered, it said, By Proheus. He drew the cartoon until health problems forced him to retire in 1987. 
It then carried on in the hands of other fine cartoonists. Antonio Prohias passed away in 1998. When asked about Spy vs. Spy, he once said, The sweetest revenge has been to turn Fidel's accusation of me as a spy into a money-making venture. There are many arch-enemies in the world of marketing. In some categories, it's a flat-out battle. Coke versus Pepsi, Burger King versus McDonald's, Apple versus IBM. The number two brand is always pecking away at number one. Many of those tactics are ingenious. It's intelligence versus counterintelligence, skullduggery versus slapstick, and it's a money-making venture. You're under the influence. McDonald's versus Burger King. McD's is the 800-pound gorilla in the fast food category. And Burger King is particularly ingenious when it comes to sniping at McDonald's. Not long ago, Burger King was launching its new app. The main challenge was getting people to care about yet another fast food app. And Burger King didn't want to default to the usual food offers as an enticement to download the app. All the other fast food restaurants had done that already. So Burger King and its ad agency came up with a bold idea instead. The idea was dubbed the Whopper Detour. Burger King offered a one-cent Whopper to people who downloaded their app. But here's the kicker. That offer was only valid when a customer was in enemy territory meaning you could only place the order for the one-cent Whopper if you were at McDonald's. Utilizing geofencing technology and real-time data, the Burger King app was able to detect when a customer was at a McDonald's location. Once confirmed, the one-cent Whopper offer would be unlocked. The customer could then order the Whopper through the app and make a detour to pick it up at the closest Burger King. Offering one-cent Whoppers to people at McDonald's was an incredibly bold idea. To promote the new app, Burger King created a video of people going through a McDonald's drive-thru asking for their Whoppers. Hi, we're just here to order the Whopper. Whopper? It says buy a one-cent Whopper at McDonald's. That's crazy. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my Whopper. Have you heard about the crazy Whopper deal? Yeah, everybody's been asking, but like, we never heard of it, ever. Oh, that's Burger King. This is McDonald's, sweetie. Well, I pushed on here, and it said order a Whopper for a penny at McDonald's. The one-cent Whopper detour campaign only lasted nine days, but it was a big success. The Burger King app was downloaded over 500,000 times in the first five hours alone, and over 1.5 million times during the initial nine days. It has been downloaded over 6 million times since. The return on investment was 37 to 1, 
meaning the sales at Burger King were 37 times higher than the cost of giving out one-cent Whoppers, as the 200% increase in sales continued to hold after the one-cent Whopper campaign ended, which meant an additional $15 million worth of annual sales through the app. One of the most amusing aspects of the campaign was a print ad Burger King created to promote the Whopper detour. It showed the famous McDonald's sign that said, Billion Served, and changed it to say, Billions Swerved. Stephen King's novel It is about a murderous clown who spreads fear and terror. The film version would go on to become the second highest grossing horror movie of all time, earning over $120 million in its opening weekend alone. When the film version premiered in 2017, audiences were on the edge of their seats. It was classic Stephen King horror. But when it premiered in Germany, audiences were in for one more unexpected surprise. As the film ended, the screen suddenly went black. But just before the credits rolled, a white spotlight appeared on the screen. It said, The moral is, never trust a clown. Then a second spotlight appeared. It was the Burger King logo. Once the crowd caught the joke, they burst out laughing and applauded. Burger King had hijacked the screening of It to troll Ronald McDonald and turned the record-breaking film into the longest Burger King commercial of all time, which played perfectly into a line Burger King often uses in its promotions. Hashtag, never trust a clown. Sometimes, a brand needs to create its own nemesis. Back when I was a writer at ad agency DDB in the mid-80s, the chairman of the agency was Keith Reinhard. Keith was a legendary creative director in our business. When his ad agency landed the McDonald's account in 1971, he had overseen the original You Deserve a Break Today campaign that firmly established McDonald's once and for all. Keith eventually rose through the ranks to run DDB worldwide. But back in those early days, research revealed that the Ronald McDonald character needed to be strengthened, and Keith wanted to find a way to make Ronald more heroic. So he called up the legendary Chuck Jones for advice. Chuck Jones, of course, was one of the geniuses behind all the Warner Brothers cartoons, including the Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner series. Beep, beep and Chuck gave Keith an insight. He said that in order to make Ronald McDonald heroic, he needed a nemesis, an arch enemy. So Keith and his team sat down to brainstorm potential arch enemies. They considered aliens, monsters, and pirates, but nothing seemed just right. Then early the next morning, Keith bolted upright in bed at 3 a.m. with a thought. The word burger sounded like burglar. 
So Keith waited until 6 a.m., then called his art director Rudy Docterman and said, Rudy, I've got it. Hamburglar. It was the perfect villainous name for an arch nemesis. By the time Keith got to the office, Docterman had already sketched out the first iteration of the Hamburglar. Though it would go through a few updates over the years, the Hamburglar's main look consisted of black and white convict stripes, a black mask over his eyes, and a wide-brimmed hat. That fun feud between Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar would play out in dozens of commercials from that day forward. Good morning, class. Good morning, Ronald. Today's subject, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar is very clever and very sneaky. The Hamburglar! And he loves taking McDonald's hamburgers. So, what should you yell when you see it? Help, Ronald Sailor! That's right. Uh Uh-oh. Hamburglar. It's a good time for the train You've got a lot to learn. The Hamburglar tried to steal hamburgers every chance he got, but was always captured by the now more heroic, Ronald McDonald. Which reminds me of that time Wendy's aimed a mixtape at their nemesis. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wendy's versus McDonald's. Back in March of 2018, Wendy's teased something on social media. The tweet said, Fresh, never frozen, beats. Two days later, Wendy's dropped a mixtape. Yep, a mixtape from a burger joint. But it wasn't just a collection of tunes. It was a collection of original songs aimed at its fast-food arch-enemies, especially McDonald's. The mixtape was titled We Beefin', 
a double entendre meaning burgers, and the hip-hop vernacular for a feud or calling someone out. It contained five tracks. One was titled Clownin', and took a shot at Ronald McDonald. My meals are great, people lining up like every day. Leave you shame, make you run back to Cirque du Soleil. That's cold game, but what you expect from trying to play? Won't say no names, but you a clown, get it, okay? Another track was titled Rest in Greece and trolled McDonald's ice cream machines. Boss chick, and they hate with that, but we tried your food with a flavor at. You number one, that's a joke. Why your ice cream machine always broke? Why your drive through always slow? Why your innovation just can't grow? It's queen when you need to say more. Wendy's even sent a Spotify playlist link directly to McDonald's on Twitter. Other tracks took pot shots at Burger King and KFC. Rest in Greece debuted at number one on Spotify's Global Viral 50, which means it was the most shared trending track around the world. The mixtape climbed to number three on the iTunes hip-hop charts, plus it received the equivalent of 76 years' worth of streaming time in one week. Clowning around with music generated a ton of free press for Wendy's. Pepsi versus Coke. In one of the most famous examples of a brand throwing shade on an arch rival, Apple's famous futuristic commercial titled 1984 trolled IBM. That ad revolutionized Super Bowl advertising. Suddenly, advertisers realized commercials could have Hollywood production values. That was the moment the Super Bowl became the Super Bowl of advertising. Pepsi had not done any big Super Bowl commercials up until that time. It was deemed too expensive. But Pepsi's advertising agency, BBDO, was in awe of the Apple commercial. And when the agency dug deeper into the Super Bowl viewership stats... It realized that people buy more soda, more pizza, and more snacks on Super Bowl Sunday than any other day of the year. As obvious as that seems now, it was a big insight in 1985. Pepsi was the number two brand always nipping at Coke's heels. It began in earnest with the Pepsi Challenge campaign and morphed into the all-out cola wars. So, Pepsi's ad agency decided to create a commercial for the 1985 Super Bowl. The strategy was to create a commercial with Hollywood-sized ambitions while taking a run at Coke. The resulting ad was titled, Archaeology. Inspired by the Apple commercial, the Pepsi ad begins with a view of a futuristic cityscape as a Pepsi spaceship cruises by. Meanwhile, on the ground, a professor is taking his class on a tour of an archaeological discovery. This class is perhaps the greatest archaeological discovery of our time, a dwelling called the Split Level Ranch. His students listen as they drink their Pepsis. One student finds an old baseball in the rubble and asks what it is. Ah! A spherical object. They used to hurl at each other with great velocity, while others looked on. <laughs> Another student finds a dusty electric guitar and asks what it was used for. 
the professor says the device generated excruciatingly loud noises that made people gyrate in pain. Then, a student finds another unfamiliar item. It's an old Coke bottle. What is it? I have no idea. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. It was the dictionary definition of slamming the competition suggesting that Coke wouldn't survive into the future. That commercial was voted the most popular ad of the 1985 Super Bowl, and in the ad industry, it's considered one of the greatest examples of arch-enemy advertising. Domino's versus Subway Domino's has always been an aggressive marketer in the crowded pizza category. There are a lot of choices when it comes to ZA. To expand its market, Domino's decided to start offering oven-baked sandwiches. Introducing Domino's oven-baked sandwiches. Four flavors baked at 450 degrees and delivered right to your mouth. Just $4.99. Domino's. You got 30 minutes. That move suddenly put Domino's into direct competition with Subway. To launch its new oven-baked sandwich line, Domino's organized a series of independent blind taste tests. Domino's claimed the results showed the public preferred Domino's sandwiches two to one over Subway. Domino's oven-baked sandwiches, the taste that beat Subway's in a national taste test two to one. Starting at $4.99, who beat Subway in a national taste test? Domino's. That didn't sit well with Subway. The company immediately protested the taste test results and had its law firm send a cease and desist letter over to Domino's. That led to an eyebrow-raising commercial featuring Domino's CEO talking about the letter. Domino's oven-baked sandwiches beat the taste of Subway's two to one. Then Subway's lawyers sent us this letter demanding we pull our commercials off the air. I was going to burn the letter. But everything's better when it's oven-baked. Then the CEO threw the cease-and-desist letter into the aforementioned 450-degree oven, where it caught fire right there in the commercial. Subway countered, saying the testing was flawed and the results were biased against Subway. The Domino CEO fired back, saying the two-to-one claim was reviewed by both lawyers and the television networks before airing, and the claim passed all the requirements. And with that, another classic rivalry was born. DHL versus UPS. The courier business is another very competitive category with heavyweight brands like UPS and DHL. DHL was born in San Francisco over 50 years ago. It was founded by three men named Adrian Dalsey, Larry Hillblom, and Robert Lynn. D, H, and L. They wanted to create an international courier service. Back in the early 70s, only Loomis and Purolator delivered parcels overseas, and DHL saw an opportunity. It was very successful, grew over the years, and was eventually purchased by Deutsche Post in Germany. Not long ago, DHL supposedly wanted to promote the fact it had more offices, more vehicles, and more personnel in many countries around the world, which allows it to deliver packages faster. 
But advertising in key markets around the world is expensive. So a stunt was devised. Large yellow packages were created and covered with thermos active foil. Each package had big red letters on it that said, DHL is faster. Then those packages were cooled down below the freezing point, causing the thermos active foil to turn completely black, and the DHL is faster line disappeared. Then competitors were called to pick up and deliver the black packages, which they did. As the packages warmed up in the rival delivery trucks, they transformed back to yellow and the line DHL is faster magically reappeared. So, what the public saw in the streets of various cities were courier competitors, like UPS, delivering packages that said DHL is faster written across them in big red letters. A film was posted on YouTube that showed their rivals wheeling those huge packages through crowded streets with people staring at the spectacle. DHL has since said it wasn't responsible for the stunt, that it was done by a rogue advertising agency. Hard to know. But it was the ultimate checkmate. Why boast about your own company when your arch-rivals can deliver the message for you? There are many arch-enemies in the world of marketing. While those brands may use humor to slam their rival, in reality, it's no laughing matter. Marketing is a battle. But there's a fascinating aspect to rivalries. Often, an enemy defines you. It gives you a wedge. It lets you draw a line in the sand. That conflict can create interest. And interest can get people off the fence to choose sides. There is also an unwritten rule between archenemies. You may notice that the dominant brand seldom acknowledges the feisty challenger. McDonald's rarely hits back at Burger King, and Coke rarely responds to Pepsi. A lesson Coke learned the hard way when it responded to the Pepsi challenge by changing its formula. One of the biggest blunders in business history. It must be difficult to bite the corporate tongue when a smaller competitor's sniping starts to get a lot of attention. But there will always be a number one brand and a number two brand. That's a fact of life. Like spy versus spy, they are doomed to an eternal standoff when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly. This episode was recorded in the Terrestream Mobile Recording Studio. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Jeff Devine. Research, Terry O'Sullivan. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like Sue Me, Sue You Blues, Famous Advertising Lawsuits, Season 4, Episode 20. You'll find it in our archives wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week. Fun fact, amazingly, the one-cent Whopper detour app had to geofence all of McDonald's nearly 14,000 locations. That's a Whopper of an achievement. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.